Hello, everyone, and welcome to SWAT Radio here on Wednesday. It is Wednesday, I believe, September 14th. Uh, David Gray and Brad Sykes in with you today. Doug McCary is off. Uh, Doug's traveling today on a family mission uh, to get one of his daughters. And we're glad to be with you here from Jacksonville. Uh, Glad you're listening on WMOX and WMER in Meridian, Mississippi, on uh, WPMH, the Lighthouse in Chesapeake, Virginia, or here locally on WTRJ, the Truth 91.7 in Jacksonville. Brad, always good to be here with you. Brother, it is good to be here. Good to see you. You too. Uh, how was your weekend? I know it's Wednesday, but for me, it's, uh, it's my first day back in the studio this week um, after a couple of days out, which was nice. Yeah, I know you had a nice trip. It was a good weekend. Doug and I were saying, though, and you and I were joking about this, It's uh, it's been a very rainy Month. Not that we have a lot to complain about weather-wise here, but a uh, lot of afternoon rain and thunderstorms and uh, kind of keeping me from one of my favorite, uh, the only athletic <laughs> event I can partake in anymore. Oh, do we call that athletic? Well, we know. call it, you know. Uh, for some what of did us. Mark, Mark Twain called it a good walk spoiled <laughs> playing golf, which is a great line. Yeah, that is a, a good line. line. And, and uh, somebody wrote a book, uh, I forget. Oh, I'll think of the name, but uh, there's a great book about the PGA Tour and golf by a guy that wrote several sports books. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Called a good walk spoiled. Well, that's uh, and it is spoiled a lot of times. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I uh, got an invitation last week by our good SWAT friend Jeff Andrews, uh, IPC Technologies. He's one of our uh, one of the companies that supports what we do here on SWAT Radio, but he's also just has a heart for the gospel, has a great prison ministry, has a story that um, he has been our guest on in the past, and I told him over the last couple of days, I, I really want to get him back in studio and interview him. So he sends me this email. This is like last week, maybe some early last week, asking if I could join him for a, a golf outing up in Hilton Head island and if you're a golfer you're probably familiar with hilton heads where the uh, harbor town um i don't know what do they call the uh forget what the pga tour event is there i'll look it up in a minute but uh if you know it call us but uh anyway it was an invite to go up there and play kind of all expenses paid and i, I even sent him an email i said hey jeff you've got to have better prospects than me um <laughs> Not that I wouldn't love to go, but and he said, "No, I want you to go." He goes, there, "There'll be some guys who, you know, I know, you, I know you'll be bold in your faith, and and uh, and I was as always, and there were some really great opportunities." Uh, but uh, so we went up on Monday afternoon to Hilton Head, stayed in this just great little hotel, and then uh, literally walked across the parking lot to the clubhouse at uh, Harbor Town in Hilton Head Island. Played golf yesterday. And, you know, talk about the weather. I mean, we, we, we have had rain almost every day for right. the last 30 days. Yep. I, I could be wrong, maybe one day. Uh, no rain yesterday. 
It never it didn't get over 90, which I know maybe for our friends up in Virginia sounds really hot. That's not that hot for us. No. If you can get a day like that under 90 at this time of year here, you're doing well. Yeah. But anyway, I, I got paired with a father and his son who um, now live up in St. Mary's, Georgia. They lived in, 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 uh, in Jacksonville for a pretty good bit. His son's a, a collegiate player up at a little small college up in uh, North Carolina. Oh, cool. So he and I really, you know, we, we had a good time. We had good. a good time. And, and are uh, these guys that are in, in business with Jeff, or how did they? Yeah, I think they're just okay. uh, prospects for okay. their for their business. They're a technology company, and, okay. and uh, but it was really it was really neat. You know, it's just kind of sometimes you 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 go do stuff you don't really know you know yep. what it's going to be like, and we just had a blast. Good. So thanks good. to my good friend Jeff for inviting me. Maybe. Maybe he'll invite me next year. I think you and I played last year in the event we that they played had. At, we played at the Valley Course there, which yeah. was a great day. Yeah, well, they do it fun. nice. That's yeah. for sure. Wait. That's for sure. It's the RBC Heritage, by the way. RBC Heritage. And, you're exactly my right. recollection is it's always the week after the Masters. It used to be, and I think Did you. I think, it's, no, I think it still is actually. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was it was gorgeous. Good. It was just a great day, and I did. I wouldn't say I hit it particularly well, but uh, we 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 had a good time. I'm sure you feeling like you didn't hit it particularly well many other people would take uh on a regular basis so well you know <laughs> it, it wasn't a good walk spoiled but it good. was uh, a good walk enjoyed and uh thankful for friends who are generous like yeah. that who yeah. extend those kind of invitations yeah. to us but uh you know doug has uh tasked us today and friday well technically he said, hey, can you guys cover chapter 7 and 8, Acts chapter 7 and 8? Well, if you're familiar with it, Acts chapter 7, it's 60 verses. Uh, <laughs> you know, you and I, we, we have our time getting through three or four verses, much right. less 60, and then chapter 8. So I, I sent Doug an email. I think I copied you. Hey, do you want us to cover 7 and 8 today? <laughs> and he called me uh, before I headed to the station. He said, no, y'all can do 7 today and 8 on Friday. Yeah. I said, okay, well, that's more reasonable. Fair warning. We probably won't get through this whole thing. <laughs> well, the idea is, and Doug was talking about this when I was with him Monday, and just to, to remind the, the listeners, SWAT Bible studies are starting back up this week. We're picking back up in Acts, where Doug left off at the end of last semester. I think we're starting with, uh, we left off at Acts chapter 17, and what Doug is trying to do, what he's going to do in SWAT this week is to do a 30,000-foot review of Acts, I think, 1 through 8 this week, and then next week do 8 through 16 and then get going in Chapter 17. I may be wrong on that. He may be doing a full review of 1 through 16 this week and starting with 17 next week in the Bible studies. But the idea this week on the radio was to just try to uh, do a high-level overview, which, again, you and I have a hard time doing a high-level anything, but... um, that, we, was, the, yeah, that was the idea. This is week. that because we just we're not high thinkers? <laughs> no, yeah. it's because we. Well, I'll speak for myself. It's because I talk too much. So, well, we're 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 glad. Hey, by the way, I I'm so out of touch with the news. Uh, for for one, I didn't get in. I was like I said on the golf course. Poor pitiful me all day yesterday. It didn't get back to Jacksonville till about midnight. Got up this morning, had a meeting first thing, then had a lunch meeting, and then I'm rushing to get here. But I don't know if there's anything going on in the news that needs to be mentioned. Not that we're the experts in broadcasting news here on SWAT Radio. But. I think it's a lot of the, the same stuff, right? Getting ready for these. Uh, a lot of the primary elections are finishing up. 
boy, that time is flying. I keep thinking there's a lot more time until these midterm elections, but man, it's right around the corner. And well, was when there a, there was something yesterday? Was it Rhode Island or something yesterday? There are some primaries going on, um, and so the I don't know where it was yesterday, but there's a lot of primary races being decided mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. uh, and so we'll know who the various candidates are on both sides uh, for the midterm elections. But yeah. I don't know specifically what what was yesterday. So. Well, I always say I always like to. Uh, think about things that are uplifting i came across this story in fact uh, i printed it out uh about a week or so ago stuck it in my bible and kept thinking i would have an opportunity to share this story and uh, i had shared uh, this was probably eight or ten days ago a story uh here and i got got some some great positive texts like gosh i love to hear stories like that and uh, so anyway the next day i came across this, this story there's my wife is uh, gets like a daily um, email of good news. Now, not th- these aren't you know spiritual good right. news like right. we think of good news. Right. But you know, in, in a world that we're living in now, it's like there's so much negative out there, and that's not to say we shouldn't be aware of, of the things that are going on. Absolutely, we should know what's going on. But I think about the scripture that says. Whatever's good, whatever's right, whatever's true, whatever's worthy of praise, think about these things. And so I came across this story. I just wanted to share it with you. Tom Gazorski is using his clippers for a good cause. Now, the title of this is This Retired Barber Cuts Hair for Donations and Has Made $10,000 to Feed the Hungry. It says, uh, The 87-year-old retired 23 years who retired 23 years ago closing his barbershop after decades in business but in the last five years he started cutting hair again in the basement of his senior living community in minnetonka minnesota he doesn't charge anything for his cuts but does ask clients to donate whatever they can to his ongoing fundraiser for arm in arm africa as long as I still have a steady hand, I'll keep going, Grzycki told the Washington Post. Arm in Arm Africa supports South African communities in need, providing food, education, and health care. Grzycki has raised more than $10,000 for the nonprofit and is gratified by what I do to feed my friends in South Africa, he said. Gorzicki and his wife began volunteering with the organization a decade ago, and in 2012 and 2015 went to South Africa to distribute food. Now he focuses on how he can help from the U.S., and that includes giving haircuts every Tuesday morning. You get a great world-class haircut from a world-class barber, and you get to help feed people in Africa, client John Richards told The Post. It's a win-win for everyone. That's isn't that great. a great story? Very cool story. Yeah. I love what he said. As long as I have a steady hand, <laughs> exactly. I guess you want that from your barber. You want a steady hand from your barber. Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, as a most people, if you've been on the you know SWAT website, you know I'm a bald man, but uh, I, it's very important, you know, even for me to have a steady hand. <laughs> that is a great story, and it's also a great example of someone 
not throwing in the towel, so to speak. Let's keep Absolutely. going, right? Retiring from a job or a career doesn't mean you retire from Isn't still doing cool? fun things yeah. and good things. He's so. using the talents God's given him. That's great. We're going to take our first break here on SWAT Radio. Come on back with David Gray and Brad Sykes, and we'll be getting into uh, Acts Chapter 7. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental and leasing north florida and south georgia truck market more information on tom neal truck company is located at www.tomneal.com that's www.tomnehl.com look down from a broken sky traced out by the city lights my world from a mile high, best seat in the house tonight. Touchdown in the cold black top, hold on for the sudden stop. Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos. All those people. Welcome back to Ooh, Sorry about that. Did I blow your ears up? <laughs> what was that? Welcome back to SWAT Radio. It's David Gray and Brad Sykes with you here on Wednesday. From the Salem Center in Jacksonville, Florida, and glad that you are with us. If we say anything that causes you to want to make a comment or ask a question, uh, give us a call at 844-777-7928. Or you can email us at, what email address are we using these days? Uh, You can use mine for today. Actually, you can use mine for the rest of the week, brad at swatradio.com. And just to say right up front, you, you said if we say anything that causes you to call, we'll probably say a lot of things that would cause you to call. But uh, you, seriously, you, you can absolutely call us at that number. Uh, you can email me at brad at swatradio.com. Doug is out for, let's see, he's out for the rest of the week. Right. Yeah. He's, he's right. Uh, in fact, uh, just let me make a plug right now. Usually most of our listeners know that Thursday is Guest Thursday. Uh, I'm going to have a guest on tomorrow. And... Uh, it's a, it's a great privilege of mine, and I want to encourage you. If you're listening today and you can somehow tune in tomorrow, same time, same place, uh, we're going to have Dr. Tim McKenzie on. Now, Tim is my brother-in-law. Uh, he's been on a couple of times, and uh, he has one of the most unique ministries. And, David, you've been around me enough to know I love to promote ministries. I and you're kind of the same way. It's kind of like you. He, I had lunch today with a uh, with uh, Jeff Dalrymple, who's one of my dear friends, who's doing the Christian Chamber with me. And we had lunch with a sweet lady who's got a ministry here in town. And she's I don't even want to talk about it because she's going to be my guest one of these days here soon. But it was so 
it was so great to sit and have lunch with her and and just hear how God is working in her, in and through her. Because ultimately, if he's working in you, then he's to be working through you. And uh, anyway, Tim, who will be my guest tomorrow, is uh, just had such a massive impact in my life, especially early on when I first came to Christ. He was uh, he was a, a great instrument in the hands mm-hmm. of God uh, that led me to Christ. Yep. And uh, and just we're going to talk a lot about his ministry. Not and it, again, his. I always hate to say his ministry. It's it's the ministry that God has given him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim has a love and a passion for the Word of God, which, as SWAT brothers, we know that's you know one of our five elements is the Word of God. That our life is to be built upon the Word of God. And what's amazing, and we'll kind of probably touch on this some tomorrow in my interview, is how many people who are in Bible teaching, Bible believing churches that haven't hidden the Word in their own hearts. They may know one or two or three verses from memory, but we are we're commanded. Psalm one nineteen eleven says, "I have hidden thy word in my heart, that I might not sin against mm. you." Listen, it's not just you know we talk about it a lot. It's not just knowing the word; yeah. it's it's letting it you know get into you yeah. and work itself out. Yeah. And so, uh, and ho- the, hopefully, and, you can join and the, us. And the, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt no. you. And the importance of that especially in the culture we're in right now, like we've been talking about, um, we've talked about this on the air and off the air so much that there's so much being thrown at us um, in terms of untruth and lies Mm -hmm. that if we don't have that word hidden in our heart, if we don't have it dwelling ritually in us, if we're not soaked in it, then it's hard sometimes to discern what's, what's true and what's not. And we have to know, what the Bible says to know what is true. Well, I mean, Jesus Period. in John seventeen seventeen, Jesus said, "Sanctify them in the truth. Right. Your word is truth." Wouldn't it be pretty important if we want to know the truth? We probably need to know the word, yeah. which is truth. Yep. And uh, you know, back to you know this point that uh, the story that I read. I was thinking Philippians four eight. So my wife and I are very committed to memorizing Scripture. We kind of challenge one another. And, and if you don't have that, get a brother that will challenge you, even to the point where you'll you'll recite verses back to each other. And so Vicki and I do that. One of our verses a couple of years ago was Philippians 4.8, which says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable— if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And in a world that we're living in these days, you know, it's like our focus, we just zero in on all the negative things that are going on. And like you you were talking about even on the break, it's not that we're not to be aware of the things that are going But, man, our, our minds need to be renewed in, in the good things. Right. Uh, what is it? First Thessalonians five, six, seven, and eight. I can't remember what it is. Six, seven, eight. Five. I think First Thessalonians five, six, seven, and eight. It says, "Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything, for mm. this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus." Yeah. Rejoice, pray, give thanks. Yeah. Well, we were talking. Your your story got me thinking about some conversations I've been having recently with different people, just about 
all of the bad news that we're facing seemingly, mm-hmm. all of the negative stuff, all of the tough stuff that we see in the news every day. You know, when you were saying what's in the news, well, it's all kind of the same stuff. A lot of, a lot of politics, a lot of, a lot of things in the culture um, that would be, um, that are distressing. Let's mm-hmm. face it. Let's call it what it is. And, and it's easy and I'm, and I'm guilty of it. I get caught up in it. Sometimes it's easy to, be overwhelmed by that and to let that, um, you know, we just talked about let, let the word dwell richly in us. Amen. It's very easy to let the world dwell richly yeah. in us. And yeah. um, something has to replace that. And I, and I just, I get thinking about when I'm like that. And I suppose this is true for others. Um, it's, it's hard not to be kind of in a down or depressed mood and, and what kind of witness can we be? If we're downcast, right? Yeah, I think no, of, exactly. You know, why are you yeah. downcast? Oh, yeah. oh, my soul! You know, mm. Why is my soul downcast within me? And um, this idea that we turn our face to God, we turn to God to be uplifted, and the Scriptures, we have hope. It, like I said to you in the break, it doesn't mean that when bad things happen, we're doing cartwheels, you yeah. know, down the street. But it means we have this underlying, indwelling joy and hope and thankfulness that we know who we belong to and we know who's in control. Well, it gets right to James' writing in James chapter 1, verse 2. He says, consider pure joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its perfect result, Mm -hmm. that you may be complete, some translation, adequate for every good work. So even in the, the, the... the worst of trials. Yeah, we're not doing yeah. cartwheels, right? But our hearts are to rejoice because God has purpose in those trials. Right. I'm thinking of Romans twelve two one. You you probably know very well. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. Right. Renewing of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable, and perfect. And the fact of the matter is. Um, it's not that we're we're not to tune into the news, but we have so much news coverage. I mean, 24-hour news on how many different yeah. channels. Yep. Uh, listen, if, if that's where your mind is renewed for the majority of your intake, you're going to probably be kind of a down, yep. negative type person. Yep. Our minds are to be transformed yep. as we renew it in the Word of yep. God. And not only is when when that happens, is it, is it bad for others that were around? But it's bad for us. It's just, yeah. it's just, yeah. it, it, yeah. it, it is not a good way to, to, to go through the day. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and so, yeah. and I'm saying this, like I said, as much to me as to oh. anybody else, because I think we're all prone to it. Absolutely. And um, just an encouragement to, you know, get away from, we've been talking about even just turning our phones off for the day yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, you know, I will joke with my kids once in a while. How did we how did we live before ATM machines? <laughs> well, you went to the bank on Friday and you cashed a check or and you know you or you made a withdrawal so you had a few bucks for the weekend. I thought I thought you were going to say what did you do before a microwave oven? Yeah, well, all these things, right? But ATM machines and then phones of course and computers and people panic at the idea yeah. of being away from their phone. Oh, and, yeah. and, and again, I'm oh, yeah. guilty of it too, but how did we make it? How did we live all those years? You know, I joke with my kids about when I was there, when I was a kid, 
I ran out the door on Saturday morning. I, fortunately, I lived in a place where I could do this. And my mother might yell to me, be home at 5 for supper. Right. Or she really said, be home at 5 for supper, David. I was going to say, yeah. I yeah. wanted to hear that. Yeah, I, I know you did. And, and, and that was it. And I didn't talk to her again from 8 in the morning until you know, 5 at night. Yeah. And now we are, in, you know, again, there are some good things about that for safety reasons sure. and all that. But it's like we're just, it's the bombardment. We're walking around with computers in our hands. Yeah. No, you're absolutely and, right. And well, anyway, I just. Well, it makes me think even about the text we're looking at today. And again, the chances of us getting through 60 verses today is slim and none. And slim is walking out the door. But, you know, when you look at Acts chapter 7, and uh, we're not going to read the whole text. But when you think about what's the greatest message that you have, I even asked you last, I think, Friday, if you had one message to give your son mm. for your departing words. Yep. They're going to be weighty. They're going to be important. They're going to be of substance. They're going to be of great, great value. And when you think about the world we're living in and the constant bombardment of information and data and algorithms that are geared towards sucking you in, you know, I was thinking about even the news. Yeah, I I have my news source that I go to, but even that news source, they've created algorithms. There are algorithms within that news media that are meant to draw me in to stay connected. You know, and, and the reality is, the greatest news that we can share is the gospel. That's it. And in Acts chapter 7, we see Stephen begin to really go back. And you know, it, it, it begins in verse really kind of going back to 6. And I don't want to go back and cover what Doug did, but literally the very first verse of chapter 7 says, And the high priest said, Are these things so? Are these things so? And Stephen said, Brothers and fathers, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran. And so that, that's verse 1 and 2 of chapter 7. How often are we going to be asked, Are these things so that you've said? And Stephen goes into talking about the history of God's redemptive purposes. Hmm. And interesting, we were just talking about knowing the scriptures. He, he goes all the way back to Abraham mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. build toward the Bible talking about who Jesus is. So exactly. He knew his stuff. We're going to take a break here for the news at the bottom of the hour. We will be back after the news. Stay with us on SWAT Radio. Sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. Glad you're with us. David Gray and Brad Sykes. Doug McCary is off today. And we are going through a review of Acts uh, chapter 7. Doug's been reviewing the first six chapters here this week as we're 
beginning the SWAT Bible studies again. And and today we're up to Chapter 7, a familiar passage to many of you, I'm sure, uh, about Stephen uh, uh, being the first martyr recorded in Scripture and 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 kind of uh, the testimony that he gives uh, prior to, to his stoning. And, of course, this is all where we start to get introduced a little bit to Paul, as a, to Saul at the time, but he, he's present at this uh, event. You know, I think I, I mentioned, <clears throat> um, well, Acts 6.15. So one of the things that's kind of interesting when you look at chapter Acts chapter 7, I mean, Jesus, as you said, goes all the way back to Abraham and begins to unpack the history of Israel. And uh, verse uh, chapter 6, verse 15 says, All who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen, and they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Mm. Now, I don't know about you, that would get my attention. Yeah, yeah. And oftentimes God's going to put us, as he did Stephen, in situations where people are looking at you. It's, it's, it, give them a reason to listen mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. And I think what's interesting is as you see this, and I'll, you're going to read these first uh, seven verses, but look at how Stephen kind of hooks them. He, he kind of draws them in. And I think oftentimes we can be so offensive in our words. Uh, we, we can be so set on what we want to get our point across and yet Stephen is is gentle. He's yeah. he's gracious. He he goes back in history and back in time, uh, reminding them of their own history, and then he answers their charges against them. Mm-hmm. You know, and and really in doing that, he indicts them. Yeah, yeah. There's a great word, um, and I, I heard it not that long ago in describing Jesus, actually, and I think it's a good description of how we are to be along the lines of what you're talking about. That's winsome. Yes. This idea that that we want people to be attracted not to us but but to the message, to Christ. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah. and we are as his followers and as his ambassadors, like Doug always talks about, we're disciples. And what did the disciples want to do? They want to be like their teacher. Yeah. That's and it. um and that's so it. that's a that's what we should be striving for. What I need to be striving for is to be like Jesus, mm-hmm. not to be Jesus, <laughs> to be right. like Jesus, to, to take on as many of his qualities as I can. And I can only do that if I'm walking with him. Yeah, as and, you're yielding to the Spirit of God. And this idea that, that Stephen had the face, his face looked like an angel, that's what I thought of as you said that. It's because he's filled with the Spirit. Yeah, yeah. When you think about Moses, yeah. same way. Yeah. You know, when, you're, when your face is set toward Christ— there's going to be a reflection. There, yeah. th- there's going to be an illumination. You know, you, you've heard that said, you know, his, her countenance or his countenance was, you know, uplifted. I, yeah. I just think, you know, I think here Stephen is. I, I think of First uh, Peter 3.15 where it says, But in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to mm. anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. There, Stephen had hope. Yeah. Do we have hope? Right. Is our are are people drawn to us? You know, not because of our good looks. There's a reason we're on the radio. <laughs> but are, are they drawn to us because of the hope that they see in us? 
And I think that's what they're seeing. They're seeing in Stephen a hope, and Stephen takes advantage of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, why don't I – I know we talked about – why don't I read a little bit here? Um, I'm going to – if it's okay, I'm going to start in Chapter 6, that is verse 8, which is the lead-in to Mm -hmm. why Stephen is being charged here. What's going on as he he begins his sermon or his speech. So let me read from Acts um, Chapter 6, starting in verse 8, and then uh, through 7, say 7. Uh, And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, and of the Cyrenians and of the Alexandrians and those from Cilicia and Asia, rose up and disputed with Stephen. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Then they secretly instigated men who said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council. And they set up false witnesses who said, This man never ceases to speak words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. And the high priest said, Are these things so? And Stephen said, Brothers and fathers, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he lived in Haran, and said to him, Go out from your land and and from your kindred, and go into the land that I will show you. Then he went out from the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran. And after his father died, God removed him from there into this land in which you are now living. Yet he gave him no inheritance in it, not even a foot's length, but promised to give it to him as a possession and to his offspring after him, though he had no child. And God spoke to this effect, that his offspring would be sojourners in a land belonging to others who would enslave them and afflict them 400 years. But I will judge the nation they serve, said God, and after that, they shall come out and worship me in this place. May God bless the reading of his word. Wow, what a text. Yeah. You know, it, it, just one thing right up front that you see here is there, God calls us to defend the faith, what we really believe. You know, you, you think of the things you are passionately, you passionately believe. You're going to defend those mm-hmm. things, right? And the first thing you see in Stephen is just a bold witness. But but he does that. In fact, I didn't I almost reached over to grab my pen because I'm glad you went back into chapter 6. But it says, um, let me see if I can find it here. Um, uh, let's see. Well, anyway, I was thinking about the fact that we are to speak truth with grace and that's kind of what you see here because right off the bat Stephen says brothers and fathers hear me what's he saying here brothers would be he's addressing his fellow Jews right fathers he's addressing the Sanhedrin you know and and it's how important is that yeah that we recognize the people that God has placed right around us. When it's time to speak, 
when it's time to not be ashamed to speak out, be aware of who you're talking to. Yeah. And and grant them a little grace. Right. Right. And and Stephen must have had in his mind also when I when I read all that going back into chapter six, I think how much is Stephen being set up the way Jesus was set up? Yeah, exactly. With false charges, false witnesses, lies being said about him. You know, it was said of Jesus, right, that he was he was blaspheming. You know, the the high priest yeah. tore his robes. Uh, you know, he I heard him say, "Tear down this temple, and I'll rebuild it in three days." Mm-hmm. You know, total misinterpretation. And they're yeah. they're saying Stephen is blaspheming against Moses and all of these things. And first of all, for Stephen. How would I react in that situation? Our natural instinct is to defend ourselves. Yeah. And and Stephen doesn't do that. He defends God. Yeah. Is what he does. Yeah. And to your point, he he uses grace. He he shows grace to those charging them, charging him. By the way, just like Jesus did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like Father, forgive them. They don't know what well, they're doing. Well, there's so much similarities in and this so much, text. And and then he goes into. The Old Testament does not, the, the gospel does not modify the Old Testament. No, exactly. The gospel fulfills the Old Testament, and let me show you exactly. God's plan right. in all of this, just like Peter did at Pentecost, right? Let me take you back and show you how the Old Testament builds to right. Jesus. Right, and I, I love that. I, I think, so the verse I was thinking about in chapter 6, it says, but they could not with stand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking going to the point the part about wisdom that is it important to be wise in the word of god clearly stephen knew his bible he knew his bible but he had a spirit of grace on him in the way that he spoke to them he you know i think there's a maybe a and i don't want to get too sidetracked here but the importance of being bold is that God calls us to defend the faith by being a bold witness. That doesn't mean obnoxious. That doesn't mean rude. Right. It, it, it's grace and truth. And in fact, verse four, he's he's basically saying, "Hey, I'm one of you. <laughs> I'm one of you." God moved Abraham to Israel. Verse five, a promise. Not a possession. I thought that was interesting. He goes there. Uh, it Just the importance of, I think, clearly Stephen knew the Word of God. And this kind of even leads into the importance of knowing God's Word. Not always being the one who's, uh, you know, being poured into. Uh, you and I talked about this on Friday where Paul tells Timothy, the things you heard from me in the presence of many witnesses. And trust a faithful man who will teach others also. Mm. You know, this idea of teaching, you and I being behind the mic or Doug being behind the mic or the pulpit or whatever, we're also to teach. We're not to say, oh, well, I'm not gifted at that. That's not my gift. Well, that's that, that you, doesn't, doesn't exempt you from yeah. teaching the word. Yeah. Every believer is going to run into situations in their life where they have an opportunity to teach someone. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so. back to the point, be be prepared. Right. Are you prepared to give a defense for the hope that is in you? Yep. If the hope that is in you is the gospel of Jesus Christ, 
then that ought to be on your lips and you ought to be ready to share it with grace and truth. It certainly was on Stephen's lips. And we'll keep going on this as we come back after our last break. Glad you're with us. Call us at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question. And we will be right back after the break on SWAT Radio. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life, there's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, David Gray and Brad Sykes. Here with you this afternoon, coming into our last segment, and we're glad you're with us. We have been uh, reviewing Acts chapter 7 here at the beginning and getting into uh, Stephen's speech before his accusers and his defense of the the gospel and talking about in these first seven verses how we see in chapter 7 the boldness of Stephen's witness, the boldness uh, and the faithfulness that he has to Jesus and, and to the gospel and um, before we move on to kind of our next set of verses, we, Brad and I were talking in the break about this idea in verse 5 of, of uh, Acts 7. It says that, uh, talking about God removing Abraham from his homeland, and it says, yet he gave him no inheritance in it, meaning the promised land, not even a foot's length, but promised to give it to him as a possession and to his offspring after him, though he had no child. And, of course, we know the story of Isaac and and. God fulfilling his promise, but the idea here that it was always, Brad, about God's promise, not an immediate possession necessarily, and I think the message to us is, you know, don't don't trust in necessarily in what we have now, even though God gives us blessings now, but we're trusting in God's promise for the future. It's, we hear that term, have you, live your best life now. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. that's really not biblical. Yeah, and uh, you, you think about the the faith this is a text really about faith and even in stephen as you look at this entire chapter because we know what happens at the end of this chapter that stephen was was looking to the future he knew his home was with christ and while we're while he's here you know 
He's going to be faithful to do what he's called to do. I think, David, we've missed that. Yeah. We do. We oftentimes think that our our uh, the whole purpose we're here is to gain a lot of possessions. You, you and I were, were looking at the text last week about uh, about building bigger barns and bigger barns, and it's so much. Wow, he's really blessed. He has a lot of stuff. Stephen wasn't thinking about his stuff. Abraham wasn't thinking about his stuff. Yeah, yeah he had a promise, but it's like, you know, we want stuff. We want our possessions now. I love, I love that, that verse where it says that uh, it says not even a foot's length. Yeah, yeah. Not even just yeah. a square inch yep. of that land yep. was his. And it's where we first, of course, back in Genesis, read about Abraham that he believed God. Yeah. And it was credited to him as righteousness. Yes. This idea yeah. that that it's it's faith, yeah. it's faith in God's promises that you know, and now ultimately faith in Christ, of course, that are accredited to us as righteousness. And and I want to be careful in all this because it's always a tough topic. I'm not wanting to suggest that God doesn't bless us greatly now, and neither are you. Wow. I know you're not, and we, He has. We, we know that that's true. And it's it's fine to, we should be happy in the blessings that God has given us, um, but but we live in a fallen, sinful world. We're under a curse that that sin brought about, and God is in the process of redeeming us yeah. Yeah. in this fallen world. And and the idea is He's restoring. He says in Revelation, "Behold, I'm making all things new." He's in the in the business of restoring our hearts and restoring us to him and then restoring the heavens and the earth so that we'll live in this place with him forever that will be even way better than the garden was. Well, and David, you and I and probably everybody listening to us right now is blessed yeah. materially, right. financially. I right. mean, we are... <laughs> Right, you know, and I'm not, I don't want to make light of people's hardship because the reality is there are hardships. Yeah, absolutely, uh, I've been through some hardships, uh, but that's kind of in my own little world. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, somebody over in India would hear of my hardships and go, "What? <laughs> that's yeah. not a hardship." Right. But usually, I need a reset to remember that it's about the prom the future promises yeah. that are to come. Yeah. Think of Romans eight eighteen, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy comparing with the glory that is to be yeah. revealed to us. Yeah. Or or uh, Philippians, I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you, Philippians one six, will bring it to complete what is God doing? Yeah. Paul refers to them elsewhere as light and momentary troubles. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and again, you you make a good point. It's not to suggest that we don't have troubles in this life, because we do, and we talked about that earlier. We have trials. We shouldn't be surprised by them. We have health issues. We have financial issues. We have relational issues. And, and, and the abundant life that Jesus said he came to bring, it's, it's, it's the whole idea of the already and the not yet. That's right. Yeah. We're, we're blessed with it now. It, I think it's Colossians, right, that says we're already seated in the heavenlies mm-hmm. with Christ. We have every spiritual blessing and gift in Christ, positionally. Yeah. 
but yeah. we're not experiencing it fully yet, but that's coming. That is coming. And our jo- our job, if you will, our, our main focus right now is to be about the master's work. Mm. What did he what does he have for us to do? And it doesn't mean that we don't have, you know, every good master, human master knows how to treat his family members, if you will, or the people under him well and and kind of take them along for the ride. But there's a mission, there's a purpose mm-hmm. to why they're there. And we get this unbelievable benefit of having these great blessings even now as as God takes us through his story and our part in it, but the fulfillment of it is coming. And and that's the, back to the text here, that's the future promise that we're hanging on to, not the current possession. Yeah, and I mean, we live in a world that is so material anyway, and we kind of, whether it's the news that we get and the amount of it that comes to us, or it's the the commercials and all the advertisements that say, David, you need this. (laughs) Brad, you need this. And our mind thinks, well, I do need that. Yeah, I really want that new set of clubs. Or, you know, I need that new car. Another good reason to go to bed early. Late night infomercials and a credit card are not a good combination. (laughs) Yeah, that that old idea. That's right. I don't have a knife that will cut through a shoe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, or don't don't go to don't turn on the television if you're hungry. Don't go to Publix if you're hungry. That's right. Uh, because That's right. you will be reminded quickly uh, what you are lacking, and yet we aren't lacking a single thing. Right. You know, we're, we have God's promises, and He's doing a work in us. And yeah. oh my goodness! But best of all, in the new heaven and the new earth, and when we're with Him, we're rid of ourselves, and yes. I mean that. But you know, I mean our sinful natures were rid of them completely yeah and and all of the stuff that sin has caused is gone it's gone and that's that's hard to wrap our minds around but that's the promise that we're holding on to amen amen well let me read uh, a few more verses here and we'll touch on these this next section about not only being a bold witness but being a biblical witness so let me read verses 8 through 17 here in chapter 7 of acts um uh Verse 7 just says, But I will judge the nation they serve, meaning uh, Egypt, who held Israel captive. And after that, they shall come out and worship me in this place. And he gave him, meaning Abraham, the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham became the father of Isaac and circumcised him on the eighth day. And Isaac became the father of Jacob and Jacob of the twelve patriarchs. And the patriarchs, jealous of Joseph, sold him into Egypt, but God was with him and rescued him out of all his afflictions and gave him favor and wisdom before Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, who made him ruler over Egypt and over all his household. Now there came a famine throughout all Egypt and Canaan, and great affliction, and our fathers could find no food. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent out our fathers on their first visit. And on the second visit, Joseph made himself known to his brothers, and Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh. And Joseph sent and summoned Jacob, his father, and all his kindred, 75 persons in all. And Jacob went down into Egypt, and he died there in our fathers. And they were carried back to Shechem and laid in the tomb that Abraham had bought for a sum of silver from the sons of Hamor in Shechem. But as the time of the promise drew near, which God had granted to Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Egypt until there arose over Egypt another king who did not know Joseph." 
Again, may God bless the reading of his word. This is such an amazing text. You know, you you see God's calling, kind of his story. It talks about Abraham. He talks about Joseph, how they're set apart by God. They're patriarchs who reject. They had rejected God's plan. And then you see, so you see God's calling, and then you see God's promises, his sovereignty. We talk about that often. Joseph, this chosen one, Jesus, same. And and it's just this idea that this is there's no way there's no way that this would have been Joseph's plan, you know. Right. right. You, you think about all the things that God allows you to go to. You you would never have drawn that up for yourself, right? <laughs> I uh, don't think so. And yet you, you see it right here. You see it begin to unfold because we want what we want when we want it now. Yep. You know. And uh, how, how important is it that we are reminded that God is sovereign? And, and look at just the details in those few short verses, how God begins to, to weave together his sovereign purposes. Yeah. And the way that, again, back to this theme of being a biblical witness, that, that, that Stephen was able to recount all this yeah. in uh, his speech, you know, how, how well and how concisely he summarized the story of Joseph. Yeah. And and again, you mentioned setting the hook earlier, but this idea that that God chose Joseph. Joseph is such a forerunner and a foreshadowing yes. of Jesus. Yeah. And and the analogy here that Stephen's kind of setting up the way that the people rejected Jesus similar to the way the brothers rejected Joseph. And 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 sold him into slavery and what 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 god what they meant for evil god used for good that the jews crucified jesus well i want to go back and maybe we can hit on this tomorrow when we come back or on friday but how many times the word affliction is in that text right affliction you know romans eight eighteen. i said for i consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us yeah. god is doing a work He does it in our afflictions oftentimes, unfortunately, but that's the way it is. We are out of time again. The fastest hour in radio has gone by once again. Brad will be here tomorrow with his guest, his brother-in-law. Please tune in for that. And Brad and I will be back on Friday. See you then. Looking forward to it. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual